<laughs> Take three. Here we go. And we back. And we back. And we back. We good. We great. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah! What it do, what it do, what it do, baby! We back at it once again with this thing called Wooisms. Yes, sir. It's your boy. <clears throat> Let me try that again. It's your boy, Woo. <laughs> yeah. And I'm over the phone with the homie Bishop Dunn, TD1 Hesley. What's happening? What's happening Bro, it just, I don't know. It just flows off off the 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 palate like that. You know what I mean? Like The second time, boy, your voice got high pitched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I forgot, man. I had, to, I, had to get in, I had to get in character mode. Man. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, man, with the with the bishop, the great Bishop Hesley, and uh, it's just it's just us. It's two thirds of the Wilsons, man. Yeah, you man. know, the homie Jay Easy is uh going no, he's through the busiest, the busiest man alive. Yeah, yeah, he he going through it, man. He going through it, and uh. That uh, <laughs> that good stress getting it, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'm sorry. It's just every time I think about it, like you know, uh, more power to the brother. But I just always play back in my mind. He's like, yeah, you know, good stress. Well, well, sir, good yeah. stress is is on your backside now. <laughs> he he manifested the wrong thing. That was the wrong thing to manifest. Boy. Right, right. Because you know how them old biblical church people say, it's power in the tongue. <laughs> and sir, you spoke that stress up and it is kicking you down yeah. right now. But you know what? Um, and and I only crack jokes because like I, I know I know the good brother is gonna pull through and make it through, man. So, you know what I'm saying? I have no doubt that once um that old Kirk Frank song, the storm is over now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once that storm passes, man, everything gonna be gravy. So Yeah. You know, y'all just uh keep keep uh keep Keep the big the the little homie, uh, Jay Easy in your prayers, man. Yeah. Oh man. So like I said, man, we back with this thing known as Wisdoms, and we are on episode eighty three. Man, long time, boy. Yeah, man, eighty three episodes of this thing, man, and it's just a blessing that we still going. You know what I mean? Like, right uh. Be looking forward to it, man. You know, um, for the last couple of episodes, you know, because of time constraints and and schedule, uh, hacks and all this other uh adulting that we're doing in life, we really haven't had 
in episode where we were all three in the same room. It's been a minute. Yeah. So we've been bringing these episodes to y'all, you know, um, via phone call. We tried to do the Zoom. The audio didn't come out, you know, to our standards to present to you all. Uh, so, you know, we've been doing it through the phone call, man. Everything's been going pretty um, copacetic. But, you know, for the mental aspect for us, man, as far as recording, like, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, not going to lie. Like, you know, I enjoy uh, linking up with the brothers, man, you know. Jay pull up and he pull out them 50 million pieces to the camera <laughs> and the audio, you know what I'm saying? Making us sound like we professional and all this other good jazz, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pulling up to the homie head's house and, you know, look, Neff Pup tight come run up to <laughs> us, man. And, you know, we pouring drinks, having the hookah blazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. what we do. That's what we love. That's what we like to have going, man. But, uh, nah, we, it's been a minute. It's been a minute um, since we have been able to do so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so with that being said... Big Hess, how's your mental, brother, from the last time we talked? Man, I'm about a um about a about a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Doing fairly well. Um you know, just busy. So that's why I was a seven and a half. I feel like I hadn't really been sleeping well. Mm. But uh you know, it's all good. It's all good. It could definitely be worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Things in life can always be worse than what they appear to be. Yeah. I don't know what rock bottom is, but I'm pretty sure that when I went through something, I'm like, hey, I think I hit rock bottom. And probably wasn't even scratching the bottom of the rock. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. So, like you said, bro, it, it can always, you know, be worse than what it is, but it's not. And it's going back to, you know, a few episodes back when when I was kind of like, you know, we're, I mean, the old, what is it, adjective? That's what they call it. Uh, when they say uh, we're our own worst critics. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, too, when it comes to, you know, we're always saying, you know, we're in a bad state, but are we really in a bad state? If, right. If you just stand back and look. You right. Know. We just, we become prisoners in a moment, man. And, um, you know, like with that, we, we get caught up in what's going on then and that overshadows everything. Man, you never lie, bro. Because, <laughs> oh man, um, I I have I have a lot to lose about. Uh oh, <laughs> um, but you know uh, I'm gonna save most of it for the Wusa moment. Um, but the fact that you was like we get caught up in the moment, right? 
So, yeah. told you last week we got a new um, clerk in at the job. So I come in on Monday morning. Um, well, before that Sunday, like evening or whatever, she found me on Facebook. Ah. Sent me a message to the messenger. Open it up. Hey, it's so and so from work. Hey, how you doing? Um, so yeah, I um tested positive for COVID. Mm. Doctor said, uh, you know, woo 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 woo. You know what the the woo be? Ah, yep. man. Well, you know, just you know, make sure you're okay, man. You know what I'm saying, like. Get your rest. Don't get too much rest. Get your fluids. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about the job. You're going to be straight because they got to pay you because you had on COVID. You're good. Don't worry. Yeah. So, you know, that was Sunday evening. Knew she wasn't coming to work for at least <laughs> 10 days. Yeah, right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Talk, talk to my, my other... You know, my other partner at work, my other clerk, she was like, before I left Friday, oh, yeah, you know, my birthday this weekend. I just realized I just took off the whole week next week. Oh, mm. all right, cool. Mm. That's fine, because, you know, I took a whole week off for my birthday, too. Enjoy. Yeah. So, bam, that go two down. I pull in on Monday. I'm like, oh, it's finna be a Monday. <laughs> so, supervisor rolls up around 7 o'clock. He telling me what I already know about two of them. Oh, yeah, such and such is out with COVID. And uh, such and such is out on leave this week. Oh, yeah. And the other clerk called in for today. Mm. <laughs> 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 I looked at him. I said, oh, yeah. I hope you got a backup plan because I leave at 2 o'clock. <laughs> I don't know. So the whole time in my head when I'm doing my job in the morning, I'm like, I'm calling in. <laughs> I'm calling in two weeks straight. <laughs> I'm just, I, I think I'm finna walk out of here. <laughs> I think I'm finna do this all day from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. by myself. Mm-mm. Nah, I ain't happy. I should just yeah. walk out right now. This is me talking to myself. <laughs> I'm stressing. Anxiety <laughs> level high. Yeah. I need to go to the VA. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm up there. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, nah, this ain't finna happen, man. They ain't finna get me like this now on this Monday. No. Nine o'clock. It's close to nine o'clock. That's what time we open the front. So I was like, let me go ahead, take a step outside, man. Get some fresh air, come back in. Came back in. I didn't notice that the clerk that called in for Monday, she, she came in. Ah. So, immediately, 
you know, when I got that, that news from the doctor, I got the COVID and yeah. everything just changed. Yeah, so immediately <laughs> when I saw her up there, like everything changed. I said, okay, all right, they lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I say all that to say I was living in that moment right then. Because yeah. I, I was finna make some decisions that I don't know what the what, what the results might would have been, you know? <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was gonna, whatever it was, I was gonna take it because I was just like, I'm not having it today. Living in the moment. And that was Monday. Mm-hmm. And, and people, <laughs> we were recording on a Wednesday. Two days later, and my mental right now is at a 6.5. <laughs> Why? Because they been working at work, man. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I, I, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, like, I just, I hate... being micromanaged mm-hmm. especially by people that don't know your job fully <laughs> you get what I'm saying like yeah. they know yeah. the script they know of what you you should be doing yeah they're getting told what they should be looking for by people that sit behind computers up top mm. And it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do this every day. I do this six days a week. I know what should be done. Yeah. But when you're shorthanded, other things that have to be done have to go to the backside. And other things that have a greater importance of being done. Have to get done. Some things just not, yeah, priority. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things have a a, a priority over others. Yeah. So some things got to be put to the side and and might not get done. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean that I don't know what I'm doing. It's just it won't get done. And my thing is, man, I've been out with the with the COVID. Right. I've been out with it. You know what I'm saying? I've been down. I was down for three days, brother. Had stuff going through my head like, am I going to make it through? You know what I'm saying? Once again, talking to myself. But I ain't answering myself. They say you're crazy when you answer yourself. <laughs> Didn't answer myself at all. I talked to myself all day long, but I ain't going to answer myself. And going back to episode one of Woods. Why Woodsons was established. Where Woodsons was established. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to enjoy life. Especially during the era that we living in now. Mm-hmm. Which would go off into the next the, the, the topic topic. The era that we live in now. Especially for a black male, 
I'm trying to live yeah. life. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm not trying to stress, especially not over no work. So, don't come at me sideways. Especially when you just a fill-in, too, and not even a, a, a real <laughs> supervisor. <laughs> but we gonna get off into that. That's gonna be later in the woo-wills. <laughs> the woo song. See, got me, got me all jacked up. That, that. I was like, that, that sound like, sound like we started with the woo song moment. No, man, we ain't start with the woo song moment, man. I'm, I'm just talking about my mental right now. Like my, my, you know what I'm saying? Like, where I met mentally, you know, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling. That's all. We ain't touched on the Woosai moment. When we go to the Woosai moment, man, I'm going to have to pour me a drink before and after. <laughs> you know, but we're going to get there. But yeah, man, it's just like right now, man. You know, I'm just at I'm at a six point five because I'm tired. Yeah. You know, tired. I'm, I'm tired, man. Um, you know, it's man. But all in all, man, you know, I'm still happy to be here, brother. Yeah. I'm still happy to be here, man. Cause like I said, you know, life is too short, man. Just like recently. <sighs> Man, you know, um, it, it shook me up. Um, but you know, for those that don't know, I, you know, I am a part of uh, I am a a a brother of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Pledged August 29, two thousand eight, on the campus of the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and uh. You know, when we crossed, man, we was like one of like the few last lines of the the 2008 year to cross. And so, like, you know, they they made it somewhat of an importance of like, hey, you know, when you're a Neo, you got to travel here, travel here, travel here, whatever the case may be. Well, it just so happened, you know, majority of the bros that pledged in 08 were fairly close. Uh, you know, so um, I want to say maybe it probably was like Sunday night. Lenny may have texted us like Sunday night, but you know, I had fell asleep. You know me, I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah. So you know, when I woke up, uh, I woke up fairly early on Monday morning, before like probably like an hour before my alarm clock went off. You know, I wasn't tripping because I had to get up, wash my clothes and all that stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, I can do all this, you know what I'm saying, before it's time for me to dip from the house. So I wake up, man, throw my clothes in, you know, in the washer or whatever, you know, um, go take a shower, come back, look at my phone, and I see the message from Lenny. It was like, you know, one hour, uh, one hour sayings had passed away so mm. like what he was like yeah man um he was coaching uh, on the sideline friday night 
the football game, passed out, third quarter on the sideline. Mm. Didn't make it to the hospital. Um, cause of death was undetermined. But, I mean, you know, we all around the same age, man. Yeah. 34, 35, 36. Gone like that. Yeah. You know, so, man, it's just, you know, you can't, you can't take life just, you know, with the grain, uh, you know, uh, grain of salt or something like that. You know, you can't take it for granted. Yeah, can't take it for granted. Yeah, can't. You can't. Um, it, I don't know, bro. And it's just like you know, um, we had the conversation before. You know, are we prepared? Are we prepared? You know, are we prepared to leave our families um, financially stable? You know, if something was to happen, you know. I.E. wills, life insurance yeah. policies, things of that nature. And, you know, you know, we got to talking and I was telling you, you know, yeah, you know, um, insurance agent came to the house, signed us up, whatever the case may be. But, you know, we got everybody, you know, I'm covered. I'm covered yeah. through the VA, you know, military, got some from my work. It was like, you know, we're going to get some insurance policies outside of work. So talking to the insurance agent, something was wrong with my application. Hmm. And I was like, we're gonna we're gonna work on it to fix it. And I was, you know, she was telling me, she said, she called me and was like, you know, Kendrick, I was just calling you, you know, I, I know we was gonna work on it or whatever and fix it. And it's been a couple of days and I haven't talked to you. I had to go out of town. I had death in my family. I'm just getting back in town. And you know what my exact words were? But it's okay. Take your time. I'm mm. not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like What if something was to happen? And I say, take your time, man. I ain't going nowhere. Hell, I don't know that for real. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I know I probably just got off in a tangent, man. But like that, it's just I don't know, man. Like I just feel like remember it was a a, a period when we would record where it seemed like every week we were coming in and say, "Rest in peace to this person. Rest in peace to this person. Rest in peace to this person. Black yeah. Lives Matter. Rest in peace to this person." Feel yeah. like feel like we just come back to that, man. Damn. Yeah, it's just it means it's just a little bit closer to home, you know. Um, which I think is probably wise, but it's just like we got so much, like you said, so much going on at right now, man. And you know, we got COVID, but then like even with COVID, that overshadows everything else that's going on right now. You still got people that's leaving here that's not COVID-related. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, people still getting sick and going through stuff that's not COVID-related. So I think, like, just because 
COVID is is so loud per mm. se mm-hmm. that we forget that like it's other things and other stuff that people are actually going through outside of that. Right. Uh, you know, so it's like you got to be cautious and you still got to respect that too because it's like you can't let that overshadow everything. Yeah. Because life is still going on even with COVID itself. Yep. Man, you right about that, man. Like you just you just never know, bro. Like, but you, and then you know the thing about it is too we don't really know like other stuff that could possibly be wrong because at this time if you're passing away the statistic is automatically going under reasons pertaining to COVID-19. Yep. Which is crazy to me. Yep. Yep. That might not even have nothing to do with COVID. At all. And that's that's just, that's crazy, man. Oh, man. But yeah, so... Hi, right. Big Hash, you said you had a, a seven? Yeah, seven, seven and a half. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm at like a six and a half. But that's all right, though, man. I mean, eventually we're going to get back up there. Eventually. One of these days. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So... Because, you know, we was talking about, uh, you know, I just made the remark of Black Lives Matter. We found ourselves again talking about being black in America. <laughs> Once again. Once again. Um, I've been black in America for 35 years of my life. Um, I did see like a few spots on my skin. I thought I had like vitiligo. <laughs> thought you was lightening up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I thought I was like on my chest or something. Nah. Mm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you know, big heads. When we was talking about what, what are we going to talk about today? And you, Man. Were, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was, and I was just gonna say, and you, you had brought the topic. Yeah, so I mean, like you know, it's it's a lot of different things going on, but like one of the hot topics right now is like missing people. Right. So, um, I believe it's like a young lady from Wisconsin who went missing, and it's like all over news, you know. Hey, she's missing, you know. Um, and it, it's a really big deal. But also, we got this young man from Illinois who's been missing since the 23rd of August. And to be honest, if it wasn't for like people sharing the posts on social media amongst the black community, we would never know about it. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I guess the thing is, is like, man, you know, why is it that it's once again another example of like 
a white life being valued over a black life. Yeah, man. Um, so to to dive off, you know, into into, into context, you know, um, the the uh, Caucasian young lady. Uh, you know, her name is um, Gabrielle Petito. Mm. And um, it caught my attention at first, right? Um, because they first talked about it on the Breakfast Club. Envy had brought it up. DJ Envy, you know, he 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 brought it up. And um, you know, I I always um when stories like that occur and talking about like females and stuff like that, I always listen. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a father of two daughters. I have, you know, wife, sisters, mother, all that. Forty cal, AR fifteen, <laughs> all that. Right? Yeah. Um, so I was listening, man, and just all the details that surrounded this story about you know, uh, telling like how the young lady was a twenty-two-year-old white girl. I think she was from, I, I think it said she was from Florida, or maybe the boyfriend that she was with was from Florida, and they was just like free willing, traveling and all this other stuff, and whatever the case may be. And the family didn't hear from her for like a couple days. Um, got a little nervous. It was calling the, you know, the boyfriend. He wasn't answering or whatever the case may be. But, like you said, it was just all this information that surrounded this story. Yeah. Um, Don't know how long it occurred. But we've just heard about this. Like, they've been talking about it all week. At least, at least since Monday that I know, like you know what I'm saying, um, on all the news outlets, all the news outlets. What's the big news? Uh, the Fox News, CNN, mm-hmm. uh, uh, MSNBC, like all the news outlets, man. I, I think it probably even like tickered tickered um across the sports center or something. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I know. Tell them. I know it's been like I know they probably talked about it on like the local news, um. But you know, for me, I try to stay away from the news because it's always so depressing. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, just just in great details, um, all the publicity and 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 all you know, uh. People coming from here, people coming from there. You know what I'm saying? People calling in like, oh, you know, I, I did see uh, a man and a female on the side of the road and they had a domestic dispute um, by this national park. You know what I'm saying? Giving great details. Great details. Yeah. But uh, then you have this young man. Alabama A&M graduate. I think he was in his first year of grad school in yeah. um was it Indiana, Illinois? Illinois, Illinois. Illinois. 
and it might have been even at the University of um, Illinois, uh, Illinois. I don't know how they say it. Illinois University, University of Illinois. But um, Jelani Day, also a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. They have video footage of seeing him that day. I believe he was maybe walking on campus or something like that. They had video footage of seeing him. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this may have been like back in late July, early August, somewhere around that, that time frame. Um, they found his car. Yep. By a wooded area. Some small town called Peru, Illinois. From what I've heard, it's a racist area. Also, from what I heard, he was real big on community activism. Having his black voice heard. They found the clothes that he had on that day in the car with the plates, the the tags off the car missing. Yeah. Didn't get no publicity this fast like young Petito did. And what's right. even crazier is they may have found the body in the water maybe like a week or two ago. And they're telling his 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 family that they don't have enough evidence yet to determine if that's his body. Now, I mean, I know it's just a show, but I watch a lot of Law and Order, SVU, a lot of CSI, NCIS. I watch a lot of those shows. I even know, like, some forensic scientists in real life. Never known it to take that long. I mean, it, it's one of those things, man. Just you see how the disconnect is. Right. They didn't even wait twenty four hours to start pushing about this white girl missing. I thought you had to. I thought you had to file a police report after forty eight hours. Uh, that's what a, I thought. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if that's the case, 48 hours, I mean, I heard on, I heard it on Monday. It hit on Monday. That's when I, I heard about it. But you, ha- you had this young man that was missing since like end of July, August, and now it's almost the end of September. And nothing? Yeah. 
Man, I I I I I have a, a a cousin that's been missing for like two months. Two to three months. No word, no nothing from the from from the, the, the police here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's ridiculous, man. Like you don't hear nothing about this. Mm-mm. No, my cousin, her and sister has been up there like making like police reports and I mean, missing reports, missing people reports, and and talking to media and stuff like that, and nothing, nothing has got done. Yep, that's oh. the thing. It's just you know, like it's, and that's the uh, that's that's still a problem. Like I don't the last. Uh, African American, American that I remember getting like high publicity for missing was Hawaii Robinson. Right. For you, that was the last. That's the last one, and like I could be wrong, but that was the last time that I remember like African American getting like high publicity for missing, being missing. You know, and that that was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a child. And and that that hit the community that that hit our community fast. Yeah, I mean I don't know if it went like globally or nationally or whatever the case may be. I'm not sure, but it didn't take long for our community to get wind, and it hit the news. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that put, like, everybody on high alert. Yeah. And you're right. I, I can't remember a time before that, bro. Yep. Yep, I can't remember it either, man. But it's just, you know, it's... I, I mean, I commend at least, like, his mother and people that were close to it, like, trying, you know, doing their best to try to get his name and his picture and the flyer out there. Cause I mean, this spread, it spread throughout the black community, but you know, it's like, man, if it wasn't for that, he would have just been another black man missing, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it just goes back to like how we have to make sure that we looking out for us. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing, man. It's like, it's like man you you can't we almost in a time where you you can't travel alone mm-hmm. or you can't just bust a move and nobody knows where you're going right you know what I'm saying I think like we 35 years old and I think we still move like <laughs> We in like high school or something like that, and and, you know people listening like, what you mean by that, woo? Because like if we go out, you know what I'm saying, to a lounge or to a little spot here, we drinking or whatever the case may be, and we get ready to dip, bro. I'm finna roll. I well hit me up and let me know when you make it to the house. Mm-hmm. Bet You know what I'm saying Or If something happened I let me Bet 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you have to let somebody know something. Yeah. You know, and I don't know really what happened. I mean, well, of course, you never know what really happens, man. Like, I don't know if you ever, like, try to put yourself in, like, somebody else's shoes. But, you know, I thought, like, like, what what happened on the day he went missing? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, man, like me... Man, I can get pulled over by the police. I'm calling somebody. Somebody's finna be on speakerphone with me. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I just remember, man, like, all the time, those two years when I was stationed out in, in, in Killeen, Texas, and I would come home, it was like maybe like one part of my GPS that took me through some back roads that the signal would fade or something. And I always just prayed like, Lord, please don't let me break down or anything that happens to me while I don't have a signal. So I can't contact anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine like what was going through Jelani's mind at that time. Yeah, it's uh, and see, like <laughs> I think you mentioned this earlier about like Law and Order. Like I watched like Fatal Attraction oh. on TV one a lot. Oh man. Don't don't say don't don't talk to me about that. Man, look, like, I had to stop tape from watching. That. I said, "Why are you watching that? You trying to kill me?" Right. But you getting sucked in, like, cause the storylines be so compelling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They be so compelling, but like at the same time, you know, you got you got a you know it, it like you be sitting there like, man, why would they do this or? You know what was like? You sitting there trying to figure out what the motive is, and you see like the motive behind some people doing some of these things. A lot of times, it's very personal, right? It's like somebody that you know they were close to, like whether it be a spouse, a best friend, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then you got the cases where it was like the spouse's side piece, um, you know, somebody that just really wanted to be with the spouse that end up causing you to get got. But then on occasions you have like just that random person that was basically having a bad day and trying to come up on something, mm-hmm. and you end up being the victim. Yeah, you know. So it's like, man, I wonder like which one of those three scenarios is it in his case? You know, because like it, you know, it just kind of just boggles the mind for real, man. Yeah, man, it does, man. It does. I and, and you know because you was talking about that fatal attraction, man. Like one day, you know, like when I when I be trying to clean up and stuff like that, I try to put something on in the background because, like, I have to have noise playing. Mm. So 
Like, I try to put something on TV to where, like, I watch it, but don't pay attention, attention to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, something like, maybe like a, a rerun of a TV show or something like that. Um, so I put, you know, it just so happens, like, we have, like, this, uh, where they changed it to direct TV stream or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I turned the TV on in the in the room, and I think the last thing that Tay was watching in the living room, it pops up. So she was watching TV One. It just so happened this episode of Fatal Attraction was on, and it was about. Um, it definitely caught my attention because it was a guy in the military. He was in the Air Force, of course. Um, split up with his with his wife. She's got her side piece and you know, it always the ones that I always see man somebody comes into some money or mm-hmm. they re up on insurance policies or something like that. Yeah. So come to find out the guy the wife well they they, they were in the midst of getting a divorce. But she was still entitled to his benefits and insurance policy. So mm. she, they conspired the plan and whacked him for, I want to say, a $500,000 life insurance policy. Wow. And blew all the money within a year. And crazy, then, crazy, crazy. And then when they showed the, uh, you know how, you know, sometimes like they show, well, not sometimes, but all the times like at the end or when they talk about it, like they they show like the actual mug shots of the real people. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe like, you know, somebody of this nature would do something like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. but but yeah, bro. It, I mean, it, it was kind of crazy, man. Um, and you know, just going back to the episode last week when we was talking about uh, Michael K. Williams and. I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and you know how um, the media plays a significant role in a lot of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, when we'll say somebody like Robin Williams, when he passed away from yep. suicide, I don't know where you're going. You know, it was just like, uh, you know, Robin Williams, fame actor, did this, this, and this, took his life. He was going through so much. Mm-hmm. He was battling depression. Yeah. You know, had all kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. God love him. Yeah. But then, you know, 
Michael K. Williams. Uh, they wanted to say, you know, how it was drug-induced and all this other stuff. Or even with, better yet, when when Whitney Houston died. Yep. Same thing. You know. Immediately went into, oh, man, well, you know, she's been dealing with alcohol and drugs she been, for a Yeah, long battling time. drug drug and alcohol depression and, and wanted to talk about, you know, being high and singing the bodyguard song and all that other stuff, man. The difference of being white and black. Because even at that point, like, it didn't even matter your status. That's proven. Because, I mean, with her, you know, she was one of the, she was highly respected. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was still as soon as she passed, especially in the fashion that she did, they went all in. Yep, man. They they tend to do that, bro. They tend to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so crazy, man. Like every time somebody dies of color, they want to go off into other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they try to create a narrative of like when the the father and son killed Demar Arbery, Arbery, mm-hmm. and they wanted to say, "Oh, he did something in in his past." What does that have to do with what mm-hmm. happened to him that day? Right, exactly. They quick to do that. You know, just like what's going on, man, with with these border patrol officers on horseback. Man, this and, is wild. And using their reins as whips. You know um, what I'm saying? <laughs> like I didn't even know that was going on. Like you you were talking about the pre production. I was like, come on, like yes. Like how does nobody see this as a problem? Yeah, man, like, that's crazy. Like, you got these, they they on horseback. You know what I'm saying? With whips or making the reins of horses into whips and, and trying to crack the backs of these Haitians, telling them to go back into Mexico. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like who does that? Like how's that not a problem? How? Tell me. Tell me how's that not a problem? Right. Like I I don't get it at all. <laughs> I don't get it. Like that is like a direct correlation to how they did black people during times of slavery. And it's like ah, how about hey that's a good idea. That's how you'll keep them. From coming in illegally, it's like really, yeah. That's that's the idea. Yeah, that, that, I mean that, that's basically what it sounds like. Like it sounds like you know what I'm saying. Like back in civil rights era, like you know, we'll we'll unleash these dogs and fire hydrants and fire hoses and water on these people, and let other people see what they're going through, so they won't be out here in the streets. <sighs> 
keeping up commotion talking about equality and civil right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's crazy. Yeah. That's cra- and no no remorse at all. Like tell like tell me where is that right? It's not, but it's like it's not a problem. How is that not a problem? It's like who okayed it? You know, like they were like, you know what, man, I know how y'all can patrol the border on horses with whips. Like that don't even make any sense. Going back to <laughs> man. They always say history tends to repeat itself. And some things like we learned in history, like you you would never think that you would see that in our time. Like I would never think that we would see something in resemblance of slave catchers. Mm. And his pictures posted on the internet, man, of Haitians with food containers and bags in their hand just trying to get over into Texas for some type of asylum. Yeah. For a better life. But, but, this is what I was talking about, about us the United States going overseas into these people country and trying to tell them what is a better life. Yep. Trying to change things over there. But we tend to do the reverse over here. I don't know, bro. Like, it's 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 hard being black, man. It is. Like, like everything is stacked against you. And I don't, I just don't understand how or why. When we are Sister the chosen me. when we are the chosen people of God. I you know what I'm saying? I don't know my Bible like I should like you do, Bishop. But I think I'm on the right track with that statement that I just that I just spoke of, right? Yeah, man. It's just it's, the system itself is is not set up for us. This is system, you know. And look, that's why I ain't gonna lie. I always try to stay stay away from the system because it, it ain't set up for us. Mm-mm. Mm, 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 mm. Man, look. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take us a little break, man, because I gotta get me a drink. <laughs> oh good. So uh we're gonna go ahead and go to commercial break real quick, come back, and we gonna we I mean, we we gonna lighten lighten the mood up, man. I know we was a little heavy in the beginning, but I mean, you know, look, we we do black topics over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got we got to talk about blackness. We got to talk about the real issues. 
We ain't no watered down podcast over here. <laughs> no. But look, man, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. I'm gonna go get me a. I don't know, man. I might get me a. I don't know, something brown. And uh, we'll be back. It's Woo Isms. Hey. What's happening? What's happening? This your boy, Big Hiss, and you are locked into Woo Isms on Inspire You On Air, the new beat of the bay. All right, we back, we back, we back with this thing called Wooism. Yes, sir. And we, uh, you know, we back at it, man. Uh, missing the homie Jay Easy, <laughs> the homie Woo. Mm-hmm. Started off with a Woo Saw moment, mm. and he still said he got a another Woo Saw moment, which is kind of scary. So we'll see how that goes. Man, I man, look. I, matter of fact, it was another one. Man, I got like two of them. I don't even know which one I want. I'm gonna let you decide, brother. You want the one from work, or you want a non-work woosah moment? So I'm gonna let you decide what woosah moment I'm gonna give the people today. Uh we'll we'll see when that time comes. All right, then. Cool. We'll see. We'll see when that time comes. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, in the first half, man, we you know we talked about um. It was Jelani Day is yeah. his name. Mm-hmm. Jelani Day and him missing and the lack of coverage his disappearance has received over <laughs> others and um how it's still a, a prime example of how the, they value the the life of a Caucasian over you know of African American's life just by how they they cover um instances like this but then even talking about how they managing the, the border now on horses and, and with whips which is just bizarre to me um, but to kind of lighten the, the mood like Wu said before the break you know we talk about being black in America one thing is that like we have a lot of different traditions mm-hmm one one tradition is like you have your classic games. Yes, sir. You know, so like specifically down here in Mobile, like this will air on Saturday. So when it airs, you know, this is Gulf Coast Classic Weekend. Yep. Which we got was it's A and M. Mm-hmm. And and who's AM playing? We got Alabama AM Bulldogs versus the Tuskegee Tigers. Yeah, man. So it's needless to say, the city gonna be lit this weekend. Yup. Lit like a big. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. But um, you know, with this classic games like this, man, really become a part of like tradition for us. Like every year we gear up for like even though this is a new classic, we we gear up for this classic. You got the Magic City Classic in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. You got the uh, Bayou Classic in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just to name a few. You really have a lot all across the the um, entire Southeast for real. Yep. So you know when it comes to 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 weekends like this, because it's not is to be perfectly honest, it ain't really about the game. It's about the weekend, the weekend as a whole. Man, what you say? Um, what do you look forward to the most 
doing weekends like this? Man, um, me personally, like I always look forward to just the fellowship and for real, like yeah. the atmosphere, right? Because I mean, you know me, it don't matter where we at. If we, you know what I'm saying, we here in Mobile with the Gulf Coast Challenge or we in Birmingham, you know, with the Magic City Clap, even before the Gulf Coast Challenge came back, you know what I'm saying, we was always like, man, you got to get to Birmingham for the Magic City Classic. Okay, cool. I'm going to call in to work. Oh, so, you know what I'm saying, I ain't going to work Saturday. So, I right, so Friday when everybody get off, you know what I'm saying, we can hit the road, woo the woo We in that thing all weekend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Lenny probably gonna be spending somewhere, so we getting in the club for free because we with Lenny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's just how we do, right? You know. So to me, man, it's just especially like anytime I can get back to Birmingham for a game. Like I just, you know what I'm saying. Like I just love getting back to Birmingham, like kicking it with my people. Like I said, that's after. After Katrina and I transferred from Dillard in New Orleans to UAB, you know, and I finished that UAB and UAB got them four years of of tuition money and stuff up out of me, you know, <laughs> that's that's my place. That's that's where you know what I'm saying like that's home. Yeah, you know, so especially like because we don't got older now. So it's just like everybody's like, I, right, you know, when y'all going back, you know, for example, it just so happened like this year, you know, first the first home game at UAB at the new stadium is also Black Alumni Weekend. Yeah. And then, you know, because we had one of our, our chapter bros pass away, he always was on the grill at the tailgates that we did. So every first home game, we do a tailgate in his honor. So that yeah. everybody's coming back, you know? So it, it's just the fellowship, man. I just love being around my people. You know what I'm saying? I love being around, like, people I'm comfortable with, you know, especially I'm comfortable with. So, you know, we always get together, have a good time, talking, laughing about crazy stuff that we did, you know what I'm saying? Just seeing everybody grow up, you know what I'm saying? So that that's for me. What about you, brother? Man, I, I think, yeah, the fellowship piece of it, like the tailgating, like mm-hmm. bouncing around from tent to tent, you know, that's when you know everybody then, boy. Like, man, that's, uh, that's such and such over there. Like on, uh, po- like on Poetic Justice. Like, yeah. Like, Cousin. cousin, what's up, yeah. cousin? <laughs> <laughs> you become everybody's cousin and best friend real quick, man. Yeah. Don't let them have that good drink over there, too. You're gonna be like, Oh, let me slide over here. And, and, hey, man, what's happening? How you been? Yep, mom with them good. Hey, let me get a cup real quick. So, yeah, yeah, man, you know, just you know, been out here. You know, just taking care of the fam, that's it. Yeah, that's that's enough. That's enough. I appreciate it. Hey, good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. I I'll holler at you next time. Knowing the next time you probably gonna see them is in a year when this classic pop off again. Like that's the next time that you're gonna see them. And you ain't even gonna try to link up with them at all before then. You know, because, you know, you're just trying to get as much as you can doing the tailgate. But like it's 
you know, and like the game is cool, but then of course, man, with with every black school, you got the halftime show. Oh That's yeah, between the bands, man, the battle of the bands at halftime. And then sometimes they do it after the game too. Like that's always something good to look forward to. Um, but then the festivities, like for the whole weekend, like especially after the game, the city be open, wide open. Yeah. So you know you're gonna hit downtown, you know, or wherever what area is gonna be popping on. You know, depending on the city that you're in, and you're gonna go hang out and get it in. Then so it's um. I think all in all, I'm, I'm with you. Is the fellowship is just, you know, it's it's fellowshipping in different ways. You know what I'm saying? And um, the majority of the time too is peaceful. Yeah. You know, you ain't got you ain't got a lot of ruckus. There's not a lot of people, you know, fighting and getting upset and a lot of drama going on. Like, you know, everybody just hanging out, having a good time, enjoying the weekend. And yeah. I think that's what I love the most about it. Oh yeah, man. Like it's just it's it's a part of it's a part of life, you know. Um, I remember, I remember going to the classic. Maybe when I was younger, didn't really like take it in. Or better yet, I better yet, I go, I go one step further. Senior year when we went to Skiggy. And like I said, it had to have been a homecoming. And, you know, we stayed we stayed there to see the halftime show. And it was just like, you know, we were used to 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 our band at the floor then. Cause it, you know what I'm saying? We we had like the biggest band, the high school band at that time. So yep. you know, we we used to see them. We used to hear them. But, you know, seeing that band ski band during homecoming that homecoming game that day, it was just like, wow. Going on campus and just seeing like, you know what I'm saying? Like sneaking up there. Cause we ain't have permission to go sneaking up there, man, on the campus and just seeing like, you know what I'm saying? All the vendors and all the tents and the tailgating and the, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody just socializing. That was the first time that like really opened my eyes and was like, I cannot wait to go to college. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this what I gotta look forward to. I cannot wait until next year. And the uh my freshman year, um Bayou Classic is always Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think it just so happened like I don't know, maybe I left the city probably the day before Thanksgiving or something and people were starting to come into the city and stuff like that like artists and, and things like that man and you know it was like a few parties that was going on and I was like this is life <laughs> yep. and it magnified 
once I actually got to Birmingham and and was able to experience the Magic City Classic as a college student that was able to drink and fully be invested into tailgating and going into the game for the halftime show. It was just like this. This is what. Traditions are built upon. This is what makes games and HBCUs what they are. Like the uh, the rivalry behind certain classics. You know, you start hearing like the history behind, like how they start or whatever, like. I mean, you go up, you have, they, what, Howard and Hampton have a, a game each year. And they call, I think they call it the battle of the, the who was the real HU. Mm. But just lit, though. Yeah. And, man, I'm going to tell you one that I, I wish I can get to, I haven't been to, and I, I want to experience. It's, they call it G-Ho. And it stands for Greatest homecoming on earth, mm. and it said North Carolina A and T. Huh. And I heard that it is massive. Mm-hmm. Sound, sound like a road trip. Yeah, man. You know, I've been trying to. Um, I've been trying. I've been wanting to go on a road trip, man. Especially, uh. Man, what uh, CIAA? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Gotta put that on the to do list. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, man. Like, what? You say you like the fellowship and aspect. What has to to be like that 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 moment? Your favorite moment or favorite game or experience during oh, like man. a classic or something like that? Man, we went to uh we went to the Bayou Classic like my late ten, think Till was pregnant with Lay, so I'm gonna say like, yeah, she. We just found out she was pregnant with Lay, so that was about eleven years ago. And um, like I went to the Bayou Classic as a kid a few times, so my aunt used to always get the tickets on the go, which was fun because you know I've talked about on previous episodes like how much fun I had with my cousins. Yeah. So my aunt would get all of us together and we would go to New Orleans and stay the night and um, go to the Battle of the Bands the night before and um, and then, you know, go to the game that day. But like this particular year, 11 years ago, this was the first time I experienced it as an adult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they had like a like a concert going on before the game. So like had Jeremiah out there. Like Wayne made a, a quick appearance. 
um, it was like a bunch of people that some of them that like were like Lloyd was out there, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and it was a free concert in Champion Square mm-hmm. right before the game. I was like, oh, this is dope. Like we sitting here watching a free concert before this game, but then like, you know, just like everybody being down there, you know, from Southern and Grambling and um, you know, had the and then just the the game itself was a really good you know vibe and and then you know of course we hit bourbon later on and you know it was just a vibe down there man so that i would say that's probably the most memorable one um just because that was like the like magic city is like close second but like that with the concert and plus all the additional festivities and the game itself and the bands and all that stuff. That's like my number one HBCU classic experience. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Man, um <clears throat> I mine has to be the last Major City Classic that I went to and it 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 may have been around hmm, probably two thousand fifteen or sixteen I wanna say. And uh this this is like when my sister she was still in the band at and uh, and so, you know, of course like my mom she she wanted to she wanted to go to Birmingham um, cause I know like the year before, matter of fact, this had, yeah, this had to been 14 or 15 because the year before my mom and my little brother, they went and Lenny was still staying in, in Birmingham. So I think I, uh, called Lenny and he linked up with them. So the following year, I, I, I had just moved back home. And, um, just being, and that was my first time being back in Birmingham, being at a game, being around everybody. Of course, like the bros, like we had like maybe two to four spots, you know, for the tailgate. And we got to the stadium, man. We probably got to the stadium maybe like nine, ten o'clock that morning onto my drinking. You know, this is the time, I think it was just regular crowned in, like with no flavor. So, of course, I had the, the, the backpack with like two handles of crown in there. Mm. Double cup from the gas station. We drank. Until my brothers had all type of food out there. Set out chicken. Leg quarters, uh, big thighs, wings, connectors. Uh, I think they even probably had some ribs, like all type of meat, all the size. You know what I'm saying? Bros getting full, bros drinking, having a good time, seeing people, man, from all over. Like I said, like. You know, we went to school with up there, and then not just up there in the burnt in the ham, but like people from Mobile was up there. So, you know, they walking by the 
the bros, what up, woo, what up, Kendra, you know what I'm saying? Just seeing people I ain't seen in so long. Um, you know, then the music drops and bros start marching and hopping and carrying on, man, and it it was just the aura of being there. You know what I'm saying? Being around like family, friends, and then um, got up into the game and you know was they. I think that was like uh, the first time you know actually seeing my sister do like the halftime show with A and M because she was in the band too. Um, because you know that morning they did the parade and we was at the parade, saw so at the parade or whatever, and then you know we got into the game, saw so on on the field. You know it was just. Just being there, man. Just uh, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody could tailgate. Any, you know what I'm saying? You can go to any game and tailgate. Tailgate, but if you ain't got the good food, the drink flowing, and you know what I'm saying, like having somebody drunk uncle out there trying to dance and all that stuff, ain't really no good tailgate. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So that's like one. That's like that was like my favorite one, man. I guess it, you know just being back, being able to be back and be around friends and family, man. Ain't nothing like yeah. it. Ain't nothing like. It. I done been. I done been to. You know what I'm saying? We done tailgated at UAB. You know what I'm saying? Been to tailgates at, at, at other, you know, PWIs, predominantly white institutes. You know, institutions. But. It ain't nothing like that HBCU. It ain't nothing like being around black people. Because, I mean, like you said, man, that's one thing about it. Like, it just seems like during that time, man, it'd be like a peace treaty. Like, right. Like, don't know. People just want to come out and have a good time. Right. Like, this is off limits. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. I mean, you gotta love it, bro. Like, and speaking, speaking of HBCU and classics, what's your top five HBCU or black anthems? Black HBO black anthems. A- I ain't saying nothing about no HBO. I said HBCUs. Uh, you said HBO, fool. Oh, whatever, man. You gonna hear when you? You gonna hear it on the playback? Yeah, <laughs> just like uh, Jay thought you had said one thing and you said something else. <laughs> it was close, close, but no cigar. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kylie. Man, that's that's kind of that's kind of tough. You got no particular order, of course. No particular order. We never do anything in in a particular order. Yeah, neck. Neck, neck is one. Yeah, but like talking out the side of your neck. You never heard the band play that? I ain't just saying just like band. I'm just like I mean like songs, man. Like oh, you know what I'm saying. Like songs, uh, like like so, n- like number one, number one is every, on everybody black anthem list. 
like when you walking around the tailgate, you expect to hear these songs. Yes. All right. So I automatically, like I go, I have to go old school. Like I think about old school because that's just the type of vibe that's really going on at the time, right? It's just like very old school vibe. So I think about um, um, Frankie Beverly and Maze before I let go. Mm-hmm. Not Beyonce's version, Frankie Beverly and Maze. I feel like you hear that and you walk around, it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hit the high note. No, nah, I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. Um, I don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I leave that. I leave that to you and everybody else. I'm, I'm good. Before I uh, let you. No. Uh. Uh. But um, that I feel like, man. If especially like if it's like summertime, like you, it's fresh print summertime. Mm. So like that's one. Mm. Okay. You know, if you if we if if I'm staying like in the vein of like a barbecue tailgate type man, thing, man, tailgate massive, black yeah. folks, drink right. flowing, right. Um. Golly. Um. Just. Because Greeks are everywhere, like down for my niggas is gonna come on at some point. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um so that's three. That's three. Um man. Golly, that's kinda tough. Mm. Oh no, man! I'm stuck at three. Oh man, I can't believe you ain't say the number one. What? Back that thing up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, that, that's right. the number one you gonna hear. You gonna hear that yeah. multiple times. I th- now I thought you, I thought you was gonna say, I thought you was gonna say that when you said, especially when Greeks are around, man. Bro, do you, you see, know? Greeks ain't got to be around for that, though. Greeks ain't got to be around for that. Yeah, true. Like, you hear the beginning of it. As soon as it starts, everybody stops what they doing. Man, I'm going to tell you. Sh- <laughs> Man, shout out to all the sororities up at UAB, but a big shout out to Iota Lambda, man. I am the Deltas. Up at UAB because man, oh man, it was because of them that I started hating back that ass up. <laughs> Why? Because it was like that's I mean, like of course all the sororities, but it's just like oh my goodness, when that came on, it's just like deltas everywhere, man. And I, I'm pretty sure they feel the same way when the Tommy Dog come on. <laughs> but still, yeah. So yeah, that's number one, right? Uh, swag surfing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I swag and I surf. 
I'm on hypnotic. And yeah. Yeah. So swag surfing. Uh Nook, if you buck. Nook, yep, if you buck. Nook, 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 nook. Yeah. And I'm the gat toe pistol holding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's three. Uh, hmm. Of course. Of course, you gotta they you gotta hear wipe me down. Mm-hmm. Gotta hear wipe me down. Fox a million. I don't <laughs> even know what else Fox was on, but he was all on wipe me down. Yep. And uh, I know this will probably make Como real happy. Oh man. Boosted with that swear right. Swear yep. yeah. Especially down here. Especially down yeah. here. Definitely come on. Everybody That's swerve it. on. You ain't never had. Yeah, swerve <laughs> on. Yeah, swerve on. I'm off the hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. I, I, matter of fact, I can't wait till the weekend. I'm ready to get drunk. <laughs> Think <laughs> yeah, starting to feel a little yeah, underweather. Yeah, feel a little bit yeah. underweather. I think it's gonna happen yeah. Friday night. Yeah, yeah, it's that uh, the season change, mm-hmm. the season change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, got your allergies and your sinus. Yeah, uh-huh. all messed yeah. up. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, mm-hmm. my palate ain't the same. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Sne- I sneeze so bad, I sneeze my taste buds out my mouth. Mm, yeah. Mm, not taste buds. Yeah. yeah, brother. Yeah. Usa. 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 This moment of the episode is everybody's favorite moment in the episode. It's the Usa moment of the week. Sometimes throughout the week. You just go through something that you uh, just have to take a step back, take a breather, get some air, feel on your earlobes, and just woo Just let it out. Big heads. I'm going to let you go first, brother. You got a woo moment you want to share? So, like, oddly enough, I don't have one. Like, I mean, I got, like, I got stuff that's, like, irritating me, you know? Mm-hmm this week but not enough to create i take that back oh i okay. take that back okay then back. i knew it take that i back. knew it yeah. i knew take it take that back take that so, take that so man so man i hate <laughs> yeah what really <laughs> what really grinds my gears is like when you get to run around for something when you're trying to get some resolve Right, and you get the runaround, and like both sides are just pointing at each other, saying, "Hey, it's your job to fix it." No, it's your job to fix it, and you call in the middle, still with just an unresolved issue. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got this—you know, got the situation at work to where, like, I basically had to submit one thing, had to submit it to one department to get taken care of, which I'm like, that makes sense because of the, you know, the situation itself, it makes sense that I had to submit a ticket to them. 
So then they like, hey, look, we can't find the order. You know, you need to submit it to this department. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But all right, whatever, I'll submit it. So then I submit it to them. And they're like, no, you need to have the other department do it, which was the department that sent me to them to do it. So I'm already irritated, and I'm like, I asked my supervisor, hey, what I need to do? I'm going to reach out to this help chat and see what they recommend. So the help chat tells me, yeah, you need to go through this these people, which was the original people I had the, the ticket with, and escalate it. So then the person that gets the escalation is like, well, no, the person in the other department that sent you back to us was wrong. Whose name? What's the name of that person so I can educate them? Lady, this ain't the time about education. I need my issue fixed. Point blank, period. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's you. I don't care if it's them. I don't care if it's Bob, Sandy. I don't care. Like, I just need my problem fixed. I don't need to be caught in the middle as you blaming this other person. And then I'm, I don't need anybody to be sending me back to another department. Fix my issue. That's all I need. Need my issue fixed. Point blank period. I hate that. Like, I hate that. Like, don't, don't shift the blame. Just fix Like if you can fix my issue, fix it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel you on that brother. Um, it's funny that you say that, right? And I'm still going to let you decide which which route you want me to go on my Woosah moment. But, so, like, I had an issue at work. You know I'm, I'm backed up by the union or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was like, hey, anytime you want to talk to your, your union rep, you have to go through chain of command. I say chain of command. Sorry. Got military in me. Um, you have to go through your supervisors, your management, and they have to contact your union rep because, you know, they just can't pop up at the job. Understandable. Who wants somebody just to pop up at their job? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm telling the acting quote unquote OIC, hey, I need to see my union rep. I was told protocol is to let you know so that way you can contact my union rep so I can have steward time. Um, well, that's not how it goes. You can just contact them yourself. I'm like, no, nah, I really can't. You're supposed to contact them so you're in the know. Right. Um, well, I don't think that that works like that. So, I text the union rep and was like, hey, I asked for them to contact you. They're telling me that that's not right. I should contact you. He's like, oh, well, tell them again that it's protocol and that that's, that's what they should do. All right, man, so look, don't nobody want to do what they got to do. Okay. Right. So me being who I am, all right, you don't want to do what you got to do. I'm, I'm just going to start going above heads. I'm going to go above heads. I'm, I'm, somebody is going to answer to what I need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate going in between people. 
hate going in between them. And, uh, yeah. So I feel your pain, brother. I yeah, really man. do feel your pain. So, uh, which which route you want me to take, Bishop? Now, we didn't heard a lot about work, so we need to go with personal. I, I thought you was going to say that. I thought you was going to say that. Um, It's really not personal to me. It kind of is. And I tweeted about it early in the week. Let me see if I can find my tweet. Mm-mm. I'm trying to get my Twitter fingers back in order. Mm. All right. And it says, the way some of you colors act about getting the vaccine is the same way the unseasoned chickens act about wearing masks. But y'all not ready mm. to have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag it is what it is. Yeah. All right. So that was said at an hour and thirty-three. It is what it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm a preacher. I just gave my text. <laughs> but you know I'm never one to try to influence people on you know what I'm saying to do anything right and we talk about getting big vax and not be getting big vax on the podcast multiple times yeah um you know I think the good brother Jay Easy is not vaxxed and we don't kill him about it it's his decision. Right. Um, which is fine. But what I'm noticing is a lot of our color people. And I understand because I'm from Alabama and we talked about this in the black community about the Tuskegee experiment I understand that I do and I was on the fence about getting the the, the vaccination in the beginning but just like when a new iPhone hits the market I sit back and I watch and see what happens to everybody else before I go out and buy mine. <laughs> so I sat back and I watched to see if anything happens after the, the first rounds of the vax. And I talked to some of my friends that are doctors and they told me about it. And the fact that mom said, hey, y'all ain't coming to my house if y'all not vaccinated. <laughs> so I went and got vaccinated. Right? But, you know, some people, man, like, Some of our black people are misinterpreting 
the information that's being put out there are up in arms about getting vaccinated, getting mad because certain certain businesses and jobs are saying, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you got to take a leave of absence or you have to show proof that you are vaccinated and they want to file, they want to say, oh, HIPAA violation and all this other stuff. I got to manage is. It's your opinion. It's your right if you don't or do. But don't put the false narratives out there. Yeah. Right? If that's what you don't want to do, don't do it. And then, you know, like, I don't want to call my boy out, man, but he, he, he he be killing me with his posts. Love my dog to death, but he be killing me with his post. I'm like, bro, both of your kids had COVID. Mm. That ain't changed your mind at all. And then I had another homeboy that said, "Man, you know, nah, I ain't, I didn't get, I didn't get vexed." I had I had COVID and you know it was pretty bad, but I beat it, so I don't think it's no need for me to get it again, I get to get vaccinated, cause I feel like my body can fight it off. I said, "Stupid, let's talk for a minute. Think of your body as a car." We all know when you take your car in to get something fixed and it gets fixed, what happens? Something else starts messing up. Or you get something fixed, it's not always at 100%. I said, think of that as your body. When you get sick and you get well, your body is not back at that hundred percent. Or if you get, if you break a bone, or if you get like some type of organ transplant, you're never at a hundred percent. Never. So you think your body got back to a hundred percent after you beat the the virus that one time? No, fool. You probably had like a seventy now. And if you get sick again, you're gonna get, you're not gonna ever be back to a hundred. So I don't understand, you know, people's logic as to, uh, you know, of putting the false narratives out there in the world. And then you know what the one thing that I really hate to hear from the people. What's up? Oh. You had you got vet you got both shots and you still got the corona. You tell me what what vaccine that that you can get that is a hundred percent. Right. Because a lot of y'all get the flu shot and y'all still get the flu. And after I said that, you sniffed. You sniffled. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but I let me not bash do all the 
into the color because these unseasoned chickens are something else. Facts. They want to say, oh, Joe Biden is making us wear masks. They making it mandatory for us to wear masks in government and federal buildings. Man, you know how many times I have people come up into the post office and say, oh, I got to wear a mask. Don't you see the big sign on the door that say, wear a mask prior to entering? Right. You got right. people. You got some people saying, "I'm a school. I'm a suit of school boy. I am not letting my child wear a mask up there." And little Timmy, the the the, the main one that's probably spreading smallpox and stuff around. <laughs> right. I mean, it's crazy. But the one thing about it is, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. No, I was like, the thing about it is, dog, it's like, you know, everybody has a choice to get vaccinated or not. But just understand if you're not vaccinated, there's certain things that come along with that. Yeah. So you have to outweigh, like, all right, so do I want to, am I, you know, not going to get vaccinated and, like, be, like, be forced to wear a mask and forced to, you know, not be able to go here and not be able to do that like you gotta decide what is important to you but don't down other people because they got vaccinated and they able to I'm not even gonna say roam about freely they just don't have as much of a hassle as a person that isn't you know it's just like but like the conspiracy theory part too I like I know people in my family that were hesitant because of all the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. like the Tuskegee experiment it's like come on dog the Tuskegee experiment like you really gotta look into that for real bro like it's not as what it seems on the surface they just weren't giving a bunch of people syphilis black folks syphilis mm-hmm. it was it's a lot deeper than that but it's just like you know you gotta you gotta know exactly what what's going on and and not not go based off of like basically what other folks are saying. Yeah. In regards to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, man. You you got to. Like at the end of the day, right? I'm not a doctor of medicine. That's why I got friends that went to school for that. One, so I can say, oh, my friend is a doctor. Your friend is a bum. And two, I can call my doctor friend and say, hey, what you think about this? Give me your mm-hmm. honest opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to, to the homie Sharonda, man, because, you know, um, when I did have a vid, it, it's, it, you know, you know, I didn't put it out there that I had it. The only reason why I told you and Gerald was because we had to record, <laughs> and I <laughs> and right. and I told y'all about it, and um, you know, so it it was it just so happens you know one day, Sharonda just texts me out of the blue, was like, hey, you know what's going on? How you doing? And I was like, man, I got the Rona, man. I'm at the crib, and you know the first thing. You know, she texted back, was like, but you've been back vaccinated, right? I was like, yeah. She said, well, you know, 
you're going to be okay. You're going to feel bad a couple of days, but you're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and, you know what I'm saying? I was good. That's why I need help. You know, she's a doctor. Right. She she knows more about this than I do. It's like, you the phone guy. You know, boy, I asked you, man, hey, man, what I need to do to clear this, uh, some, some space up on my phone? You need to do this, this, and this. If you need to know something about mailing a package, you going to come to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you. 58 cent a stamp. <laughs> you want to go two day, one day? How you want to go? Overnight mm-hmm. Express, 2635. I got, see, you know what I'm saying? I spit that. <laughs> <laughs> man. But, uh, like, I, like, like, like my tweet said, man, you know what I'm saying? You colors can't kill the unseasoned chickens because they don't want to wear masks because y'all don't want to get, um, Big facts. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Pot calling the kettle black. Fat meat being greased. <laughs> Jonah or Jonah, Jonah or Job in the well. You know what I'm saying? And all these references, man, y'all got to listen back to some early episodes of Wisdom to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah man so you know I, I i wanted to keep it a little light on the woosah moment man i I really got a lot but we're gonna hold tight though oh, gonna hold tight man big heads bro you got anything else you want to say tonight before we get up out of here man. As always, check us out every Friday and Saturday night on the Inspire You On Air app from 10 p.m. to 12 midnight every Friday and Saturday night. Check us out. Yep. Um, since since the big homie um, Jay Easy is not with us, he will say something like, yeah, <laughs> check us out on the website. www.wisdoms.com You can get all your merch You can listen to all the episodes there Check us out I think that's what Jay Easy would say Yeah, that sounds about right Hey man, um, you know Just like Big Head said Check us out on the Inspire You On Air app, man we appreciate everything that um Mama Queen and um Bam has done for us for the podcast. Um if anybody, you know, wanna come on and talk, wanna be a guest, hit us up. Hit Big Hess up, man. Eventually he gonna get back to y'all and 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 make the calendar. <coughs> yeah. I deserve that. <laughs> but nah, man, for real, man. Like, if y'all want to come on, man, and y'all want to talk about what y'all doing, if it's in the community, if it's in, like, lives, changing lives, or, you know what I'm saying, you got a business or something, or you just want to come and talk, because we, 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 we like to talk. <laughs> Let us know, man. I promise you, we'll get y'all along. We, we are not biased. We just three guys. 
They got three male opinions. And we would love we would love to have some mixed conversation. If you know uh, an uncolored person that has some good conversation, I'm gonna let his pray over me and we would love to have them on too. <laughs> Cause we don't know how the how the conversation gonna go. But we would love to talk too, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, anybody's welcome to come on. As always, I appreciate y'all for rocking with us and tuning in to us each and every week. Whether that's Friday and Saturday nights on the Inspire You On Air Network or if that's on our podcast platforms. We appreciate y'all, man, because we could not have made it to 83 episodes without y'all. But as always, man, it's your boy, Woo. It's your boy, Big Hess. Jay Easy. And, uh... <laughs> Man, since we was talking about uh, black folks' anthems, I think we're going to play... We're going to let uh, Crime Mob close us out with Nuck If You Buck. That was when intro, intros was like long. Because mm-hmm. Lil Scrap is still talking. Head on the gang, told pistol holding on your damn street. We too deep off in this thing. Mm. I wish I had dreads back in college. I would have been shaking them then. Yeah, we knocking and bucking and ready to fight. <laughs> you stupid, bro. Listening to another episode of Wooisms. It's your boy Woo. It's your boy Big S. J Easy. You can follow your boy Woo on every social media platform on IGK underscore D underscore Wooten and on Facebook Kendrick Wooten. You can follow your boy on all social media platforms at Big underscore Hesley. Yeah, you can find me on IG at J underscore E E Z E Y. But look, y'all follow the podcast on IG at Wooisms Pod. Find us on Facebook, Wooisms Podcast. You can also see us on YouTube. Check out those videos, Wooisms Podcast. And don't forget to go download the free Inspire You On Air app in your app stores and tune in each and every Saturday night from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. for all the new episodes of Wooisms. And don't forget we're going to drop on every podcast platform that following Monday. Hey, also, if some reason can't catch us either one of those days, catch us on Fridays on the Inspire You On Air app from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. And we out. Yeah. We out.